Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au. Predict Australia's score with a crystal ball. And it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals. All thanks to McDonald's. Mackers, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Harrison Agents. To buy, sell or rent in Tasmania, search Harrison Agents today. On SEM Tassie, Jack and Flash. With Jack Revolt and David Lifter. Welcome back to Jack and Flash right here on SEN Tassie. And what a big, big weekend it is in Tasmanian sport All eyes will be on the Perth Wildcats versus the Illawarra Hawks from RAC Arena over in the West tonight and one man who will be watching intently with, of course, the future of his own side, the Tasmanian Jack Jumpers. In the balance is the Tasmanian Jack Jumpers coach, Scott Roth, who joins us on the line. Scott, welcome to the show. Thanks so much. How, uh, where, where will we find you tonight? It's obviously a big game, and the Wildcats have been a part of your life for, for a while there. Where will you be watching uh, the Wildcats versus the Illawarra Hawks, or will you just wake up tomorrow and see what the result is? It'll probably be some kind of combination of that because it's past my bedtime when they start to play. So, um, you know, I'll be at home. I'll, I'll obviously be tuning into the game and seeing what happens there. There's obviously a lot of drama to be Yet to, de- yet to decided uh, what's going to happen. So um, it's an exciting time for the NBL. And, uh, you know, for us to still be in the mix and people still talking about us is just a great credit to uh, our players and, and my staff and, and the work they've done this year. You, you must look back on, on what well, I suppose it's nearly too early to look back, but on reflection, could you have dreamt in your wildest dreams that a team coming in in its first year in the small state of Tasmania with what many people have described as a uh, lesser talented list, be in this position where we are still in striking distance of playing finals basketball in our inaugural season, you, you must be pinching yourself. Well, I think there's a, a couple of things with that. One is, um, you know, sports is um, a wonderful thing because you don't play it on paper. And um, you have to put a team under the court and... Um, we have a team and a team built, uh, with all of our guys contributing, all of our guys doing the right things and all of our guys, uh, valuing each other. Um, those are hugely important things. And, and, you know, we never put a cap on top of, uh, this season and just say, Hey, it'd be nice to be 10th or ninth in the league. And it's our expansion year. And there's not a lot of expectations and this, just go out and have some fun this year. Uh, we weren't in that mode from day one, and I wouldn't allow them to be in that mode. And um, we were always on the attack. We were, you know, two and six at one point, but we felt all along that we were doing the right things, and the players were 100% buying into what we were doing. And um, we got a couple wins under our belt that were important, obviously, to, to start to turn the thing the other way. And 
and then they went uh, 14 and five uh, after that. So um, we 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 believed within ourselves that we could be very competitive, uh, play very well if we were doing the right things and putting in the work and being a team. And uh, it snowballed from there. Scott, uh, thanks for joining us this morning. Can I can I take you back uh, to when you took the job on a bit over a year ago now? Um, yep. Com- coming to Tasmania, mate. What was your real focus about starting this venture? What when you when you came to the Apple Isle? Um, what was the key indicators you were looking to get this show on the road? Well, I think when I first took the job, there's a lot of people that said, you know be a high scoring team and find a bunch of athletes and throw lobs and be exciting for fans to come watch. And there's, you're not going to win in your first year, but put an exciting product out on the floor. And one of the first things I did was I started traveling up to the North, uh, all the way up to Alverston and through the area there and then into Launceston and created the bloodlines, which was basically former players and coaches that had been in the state for the last 20, 30 years and started talking with them and asked them if they can get on board with us and create this bloodline of history of Tasmania. And the same things kept coming out of there was toughness, grit, we're an underdog, we want teams to play hard. And that all fell in line with how I was raised and how I played. And uh, when I got back to Tasmania and back in the Hobart and and started refocusing, I did the opposite of having wanting a high-flying team that would score a lot of points and not stop anybody. And my whole philosophy all along had been, let's be gritty and tough and and, and fly around and be def- defensive-minded and just start a foundation there and see where we can go with that. And uh, that was kind of the main focus for me. And then the second one was I wanted character and culture. Uh, I didn't care so much about talent. We have talented guys. But I wanted high-character guys that would represent the state the right way, and I wanted to build a culture that would be sustainable in good years and bad years, and that's been my main focus from day one. It'll be my main focus today going into practice and into tomorrow for United. Now, Scott, uh, I did catch an image from your visit to Government House during the week to go and see the governor there. Yep. And of course, the boys were in their fantastic Tasmanian green, I'm going to call it, blazers, which is a part of yep. that bloodlines that you've spoken about. Yep. But the one person that didn't have a blazer on was yourself. Surely you could have maybe got a little, little extra one thrown on for the inaugural coach of the Jack Jumpers. Well, we uh, we uh, made it so that the uh, roster players, um, if you notice, their numbers are on their blazers of when they were signed. So the 12 roster players are uh, numbered. Uh, that will continue on hopefully many, many years after I'm gone. Of Every time we sign a new player in the market, they'll have that coat and their number. Uh, the de- developmental players uh, just wore black sport coats. And then the coaches, we were just going to wear our black polos that we had because you always see us in green. So we kind of stayed in a unified setting uh, for everyone else. But, uh, yeah, they look very sharp in those coats. And we hope that that is one small piece of culture that is sustainable here and continues on long after I'm gone. Uh, I love the fact that you've spoken about, and we are chatting here to Tasmanian Jack Jumpers coach Scott Roth. Um, I-, I love the fact that you've spoken about uh, – identifying with the Tasmanian people and the travels that you've done have, have been well documented and you've spoken about them today about going out and finding out what Tasmania is actually about and what Tasmanian basketball is about. The defensive side of the game, did, has that even gone above your wildest dreams in terms of Tasmania now are known as this ferocious defensive team that just turns the ball over. You must be so proud of, of, of the way the boys have played and 
Did you think they would be this good defensively? Well, actually, yeah. Uh, I I hung my hat on that. That's I've been a defensive coach. I'm actually a little disappointed that we're not ranked higher than we are. I think there's a lot more room for us to improve. Um, you know, when we lost Will Magnet, we had to change some things slightly and not be so aggressive in some areas because we had no shot blocker back there. But the the guys made a really good uh, adjustment during the course of that time without Will being there. But um, I felt all along that if you're going to get into the playoffs, if you're going to get to the grand finals, if you want to win a championship, uh, the way to get in has always been defense. And if you look over the last X amount of years, uh, three of the four teams are always the top defensive teams in the league that get in. There's always an outlier of some sort, but the consistency of why United and Perth are always in there is because their defense is so strong. And I thought, again, it was very important that, one, we reflect um, Tasmania and the people here of being hardworking and, and gritty. And I also felt that it was the way that uh, we should build this franchise from the beginning, that when you put a jack jumper uniform on, uh, you're representing this state, but you're also coming here to play defense and, and fly around and, and sacrifice. And um, that's been kind of our, our thing that we've held, uh, hanged our hat on all year and tried to stay as consistent as possible. It's not always been great, but it's been something that we've been able to hang our hat on. So run me through the, the big game, uh, obviously, last weekend against the Southeast Melbourne Phoenix. Uh, we were down at halftime, big three-pointer from weeks just before halftime. And then the moment that probably symbolizes the whole Jack Jumper season is that block by Josh Adams, the game-winning block. Were you, have you replayed that to the boys much during the, the week? And were you in as, well, we, as awe as much yeah. as what we were when we saw it? Yeah, I mean, obviously, uh, I had just mentioned yesterday in practice to one of the coaches that we haven't had a block shot since Will Magnet left. Um, and that was the first one that I've seen that was actually a legitimate block shot from the weak side. And, uh, you know, the timing was great. We were up at four at that point, and if that one had went in, it wouldn't have been a two-point game, and still things would have been in the balance. But it was just a great play by Josh and great timing. And, um, yeah, they played a very, you know, tough-minded, gritty second half, and, and our defense got back on track. And I think we held them to 31 points in the second half, and our offense started moving a little bit better. And, uh, they just kept fighting, and at halftime, you know, I just said it was unacceptable what we're doing out here and had a few choice words, but they respond all the time, and, and they're accountable to each other. And um, I thought the biggest play of the game, to be honest with you, was the first play of the, of the second half when uh, Joe Chi actually blocked a layup and went right back out to Jack uh, McVeigh for a three. And once he saw the ball go through the net, uh, it just, I think, eased everyone's mind that, you know, we're right here and, uh, we're on our way, and I thought that was just a huge play that probably got overlooked. Been fantastic, Jack McVay there. Now, you have mentioned Will Magnay a couple of times. Great to see him recommitting for a further two seasons. Yep. Hasn't probably had the year that he would have liked in terms of getting onto the court this year, but it's uh, certainly uh, great to have him signed on for two more seasons. Yeah, I mean, to have him and Kenny, uh, Matt Kenyon back, um, again, two defensive players, two impactful players for us. Uh, the bottom line is we have our eight players back, which I'm excited about uh, of locals. And I think there's need to, you have to have some consistency and, and expectation. So knowing that those guys will be back uh, in our market and, and ready to go when the season starts next year, um, the transition will be very easy. And um, Will's been a huge factor of what we've been doing. And he still had a huge upside. And I still think he's worth, uh, although there might be some risk there, I think he's still worth the risk and, 
Uh, he's very impactful when he's playing, and, and um, we're excited to work with him this summer, pardon me, your winter, and, um, and get him ready to go. Now, do you put a call across to the Wildcats coaching staff? Because you have been an integral part of the Wildcats prior to coming to the Jack Jumpers about tonight's game and maybe help them out and give them a few tips ahead of the <laughs> must. Oh, well, well, don't give them any tips, but just say, hey, boys, help us out here a little bit. We, we, wanna, we want the Illawarra Hawks to win because the Jackies are on the march. How do you see tonight's game playing out between the Wildcats and the Hawks? Yeah, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll say it again this morning to our group, and I said it yesterday. You know, the, the basketball gods will take care of what they need to take care of. Uh, for us, uh, irregardless of what will happen tonight, um, we get to play the defending champions tomorrow at home in a packed crowd, uh, potentially our last regular season game of the year, and that's our focus. And we have a great opportunity. I wouldn't want to play anyone else other than United to finish the season off. Um, I have great respect for Dean Vickerman and that group, and they have championship pedigree, and it's just a great moment for us to go play our last game there, and it may have more meaning uh, one way or another, but for us it should be just we're playing our last home game in front of this crowd and and this state, and we just need to come out and, and play as hard as we possibly can and represent ourselves well. I'd love to chat about the Tasmanian crowd, that, are, that you've obviously played games at My State uh, Bank Arena and also been playing at the Silver Dome as well. Yep. Is, is there a better environment than my state bank arena when it's been pumping? And it has been pumping for every single game since that first tip-off against the Brisbane Bullets uh, four or five months ago. It, it, it must fill your boys and you with just absolute, oh, just, I suppose, just the emotion that, that, that the home crowd brings. Certainly worth a few baskets. Yeah, I mean, the fans have been fantastic. And, you know, the reality is we probably haven't done a very good job of getting out and about because of COVID and our restrictions. And the fan base, to me, is we're just scratching the surface to get out and about and really grow the fan base. And we want that to be the hottest ticket in town when we go to play. And uh, they've been fantastic this year. And, you know, obviously Perth has a bigger arena, and they pack it in over there with 14,000. But to be in our building with about 5,000 in there and, and sold out. And it's a very intimate place to be playing and a, a great home court advantage. Uh, there's no better place. And, uh, you know, I have reminded the players every now and then to look in all four corners of this building, meaning my state bank. And when you see people up in all four corners, uh, they're coming to see you. And there's not a lot of arenas where people are up in the four corners uh, because it's not full. And uh, it's just a great um, testament to these guys' hard work and, uh, we're very thankful for the community uh, rallying behind them. And before I let you go, Scott, uh, amazing scenes and really heartwarming scenes of your family coming to Hobart. Are they still in town, and how good was it to finally see them after, well, months on the road and, and months away from them? Yeah, they uh, they actually went back about two weeks ago. There's a bunch of things yet to be done back at home that I haven't been able to get to yet, and one would be a new house that I built a year ago that I've never seen. <laughs> Uh, so they've, they've headed back, but, you know, I hadn't seen my wife in 14 months and, um, I was very, very, very close of, of just going home before this season started and calling it a day. And, uh, to get her over here before Christmas was, you know, obviously incredible. Um, never in my wildest dreams, I think I'd be away from home for 14 months and not see my family. And then, uh, four months later, 18 months later, um, I get to see my daughter come in the market, uh, for two weeks in between her work. So I was very emotional. Um, I missed a tremendous amount of things over the, that course of time. And um, 
uh, it was just fa- fantastic to have them here and actually see what was going on and be in the arena and watch the players and get to meet the players and, and just see what Tasmania is all about. So it was an uh, emotional time. Great scenes. And, um, Great scenes. Yeah, very thankful, very thankful. Well, Scott, thanks for joining us. We really appreciate it, and best of luck this weekend. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Go Jack Jumpers. Go Jack Jumpers. This is Jack and Flash on SEN Tassie.